Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Maddie Hepworth about her ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at the Summer House and a dessert party at the France Pavilion in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose her locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Maddie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Yeah, so I grew up going to Disney every single year. My dad was part of the vacation club, so we've been going since I was basically born. I've always loved it. I did my college program after I graduated on Main Street, and I'm actually a cast member now. So I'm a huge, huge Disney fan, and I saw a Disney bride once when I was a little girl. I can't remember where the hotel was, but I just knew from then on I was going to get married at Disney. And yeah, the first time I saw the wedding pavilion, I was sold. I knew like there was no other option. That's where I was going to get married. <laughs> How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? I don't think any of them were shocked at all. <laughs> I've been planning this thing since pre-Josh, and they've all sat through all my wedding PowerPoints I've made in my Pinterest boards, and all of them revolved around Disney. So I think they were like, okay, makes sense. But they were all so excited. Like They started planning their trips as soon as we got engaged, so everyone was really excited. That's great. And how did Josh's family react? They were excited too. Luckily, Josh's family all loves Disney. My mother-in-law is like as much obsessed as I am. So she was super, super excited. And she was the one who was like, okay, we have to do a dessert party for your rehearsal dinner. And she was really fun to have along the planning process too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited around 108 people, and then I believe we had 88 or 89 that showed. Great. Did you set up a room block for your guests? I didn't. I was a little worried about like the obligation if we didn't fill the whole room block that we'd have to pay. I believe that was the kind of caveat. So, But I did on my website on the not.com, I put a bunch of different recommendations from Disney resorts and then also like just local hotels nearby. And I wrote down little blurbs about how close they were to the resort and, you know, transportation and whatnot, just to give my guests like tons of options. That's a great idea. How did you guys choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? Yeah, so I knew everybody was traveling for our wedding for the most part, and I knew most people were going to be making a vacation out of it. So I chose Friday, and I picked that specifically because I kind of wanted Saturday and Sunday for people to stay, and we were planning on going to the parks with some guests that had come. So I just like the idea of not everybody hopping on a plane the next day to head home, because most people left Sunday or Monday after that. Oh, that's a great idea. 
And how did you choose the time of day for the event? Time of day I chose because I had done a lot of research on photos of the wedding pavilion and I really loved how it photographed in the daylight. And since I wanted an outdoor reception, I knew that the wedding would have to end fairly early at the Grand Floridian. So we landed on 2.30 and it felt like the perfect time. Great. So it sounds like you always knew that you were going to use the wedding pavilion. How did you choose the summer house for your reception? I actually did some crazy research using your page and looked at all the possible reception places. I knew I did not want to be in a ballroom or indoors. I just love being outside. I always dreamed of an outdoor wedding. And once I realized Summer House Patio was an option, I knew that had to be it because at nighttime, there's little light bulbs on top of the little pavilion right out there and they light up and the Grand Floridian lights up at night. And I just knew it would look so beautiful in the daytime and even prettier at night. And I knew that just from going to the beach there that you could sometimes see fireworks from our location. So, um, yeah, but you definitely wanted to be there. And we did end up getting to see the fireworks at the end of our reception, which was so cool. That's great. Did you guys have dancing at the summer house? Well, I did ask if we could have a dance floor and they quoted us some pretty high prices for them. So we opted out of that. But we, yes, our guests danced the entire time. We had a DJ. They had a section that was quite obvious that it was meant to be the dance floor. And I was worried that our guests weren't going to dance because there wasn't a designated floor. But they danced the entire time. And it was it was a blast. And the music was loud enough. And even though we were in a public area, they rope it off enough where you I really felt like I had my own little space there. That's wonderful. Did you guys use any outside vendors for your event? For my personal florals, I used In Bloom Florist. I had to use Disney for my reception florals. But yeah, my bouquets I got from In Bloom. And they were incredible. Absolutely. I can't say enough good things about them. For our photos, we used Keist Photography. Her name is Allison. She has been on my radar forever. I love her photo style, and I knew I had to have her as a photographer. And then for videography, we used Hey Team Kelly, and Philip was so awesome. And a lot of, actually, all three of my vendors had done several weddings together, so they had just a great flow and kept the day moving so smoothly. That's great. How did you choose your officiant? We found our officiant on the official Diz Brides Facebook page, actually. I was just trying to find someone who looked fun and just, you know, seemed to have a good relationship with couples. And Catherine from I Marry Weddings, she fit the bill. She's so kind. We did like a little pre-interview with her just for her to get to know us and us to get to know her. And she was cracking us up. She's actually one of the things my guests compliment the most is how like beautiful and sweet our ceremony was, but how much like you could, it almost seemed like Josh and I had some like long standing relationship with her, even though that was the first time of us officially meeting. She just made everything beautiful and so comfortable and, and we love her. That's so great to hear. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your ceremony or your reception? I know you mentioned you had a DJ. Yeah, we had Cinderella's carriage, which was really fun. We rode in that with my dad to the ceremony and then did our little staged exit with Josh and I afterwards. And then we also had Mickey and Minnie come to the wedding as well. Oh, neat. Did you pick specific outfits for them? Yeah, I picked, I think it was just their classic bride and groom. Minnie was in this really pretty white dress 
the little pretty white cape. And then Mickey was in his little tuxedo with a top hat. I just felt like it was classic. And they were a huge, 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 huge hit. Our guests loved them. (laughs) Great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Oh, yes. The food was one of our favorite parts. One of our favorite items we picked was a salad inspired by the Citrico strawberry salad that they have at the restaurant at the Grand Floridian. We really wanted kind of like a fresh summery spring menu, and that was perfect. We also had a lemon butter salmon, which was really great. And then we did a filet too. The cake was so good. For mine, I did a lavender cake with lemon curd filling and fresh blueberries, and it was like the best cake I have ever tasted in my whole life. And our guests were like, what flavor is this? I've never had lavender before, but it was a huge hit. So highly recommend all of those. Now you said for mine, did you do a groom's cake also? Oh, we rotated tiers. So one tier was my lavender cake, and then Josh did a vanilla with buttercream, which was really great. We had three tiers, and then they actually, we brought a sheet cake out, too. They cut up that in the back. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the dessert party you added for a welcome party at Epcot? Yeah, so it was kind of like a rehearsal dinner in a sense. We only had desserts, but we took about 55 people. It was most of our bridal party and then aunts and uncles and, you know, parents. And we took a bus from the Grand Floridian over to Epcot And it was so cool. They drop you off backstage. So all my guests were like peering out the windows the entire time. They'd never seen anything like that. And then they escort you right to your dessert party. And we were right on the water. And it was really cool because our fireworks show was harmonious, which we know was only there for the 50th. So that was kind of special to know I had a fireworks show that was only there for a limited amount of time. But Our guests could not stop talking about how cool it was. We had tons of desserts, Mickey whoopie pies. We did the donut action station. We didn't opt for a bar, but we were able to get just a couple people popped out and grabbed drinks and brought them in. And then when the fireworks started, I had my videographer and photographer come. So Josh and I did a little photo shoot down at the second level of that area. And oh my gosh, my guests were crying and everyone just said it was like the coolest way to kick it off. It kind of gave people a chance to mingle before the wedding. It gave Josh and I um, an opportunity to like talk and, you know, have more time with our guests so that we didn't feel like we were rushing through talking to people at our wedding. So it was really, really a beautiful way to start the night. It was one of the highlights of our whole weekend. That's so great to hear. Did you add a ride mix in? Yes, actually, we all rode the Frozen ride after. So that was really cool. The cast members were like so excited and cheering us on. And it's just hilarious for me to watch all these people that we love be on the Frozen ride with us. Josh and I just kept saying like, what is going on? Like, I could pinch myself having all these people on this ride and everyone was singing and it was hysterical. A lot of our friends had never been to Disney and like never been on a Disney ride. So to watch them see a ride like that was so much fun. (laughs) That sounds like an amazing experience. (laughs) So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yeah. So I woke up at like five o'clock just out of excitement, but we didn't really start until about eight o'clock. Hair and makeup started for my bridesmaids. Around 10 o'clock, our photographer and videographer came and started getting 
you know, shots of my florals, of my dress, the detail shots. And then we took some, you know, in the room photos with my bridesmaids, um, a first look with my dad. Around noon, we went downstairs into like the main lobby of the Grand Floridian and I took a few more bridal party shots. um, And Josh was taking shots with his groomsmen as well. And then at one o'clock, we did a first look, which I'll say I was super against. I was adamant about my first time seeing him at the altar. And I am so thankful we did that because no matter how much I meticulously scheduled this day, I don't know how we would have gotten all of the photos I wanted had we not done this. So that's one of my biggest tips for prizes, especially with just how fast these days move that that helped tremendously. So after that, around 2.15, the Cinderella's carriage came to pick up my dad and I. And so that was really special. We rode over to the wedding pavilion. Around 2.30, our ceremony started. It was only about a half hour long, which was perfect. And around 3 was the reception. 3 to 4, I believe, was the cocktail hour. And then we rolled right into, you know, first dances, cutting the cake. And then around 6.45, 7-ish, Mickey and Minnie showed up. And, like, then they really started getting wild. People were, like, chasing them down, dancing with them, and having the best time. And then it ended pretty early at 8.30. And I was a little worried about that because it's quite early for a wedding to end. But I would say about 70%, maybe not 70%, but a very big chunk of our guests went up with us to the Enchanted Rose and we all stayed there until the bar closed. So it was like our wedding just kept going. So people, I was really happy that people didn't want it to end. They still wanted to spend time together. So we basically were, we took up the entire Enchanted Rose and it was so much fun. That's awesome. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? I would say the top one was just adding as many Disney magical touches as as I could because I knew only one couple from our wedding had had their own Disney wedding, but everybody else had never either been to Disney World or been to a Disney wedding. So I really just wanted to give them what they probably imagined, you know, so the Cinderella's carriage was a must have. Mickey and Minnie, I was adamant about the wedding pavilion, just like with that backdrop of the castle and you know, I loved being at the Grand Floridian and I really wanted that. I wanted it to be outside so the guests could see fireworks, the monorail going by, the boats, and just see how beautiful that whole area is over by the Seven Seas Lagoon. So that was one of our top priorities. Photo and video were a huge one. I had my, like I said, my videographer and photographer came to the rehearsal, came to the dessert party. They were there all day. throughout the night for our wedding. And so they were really important to me. And then florals were a huge one. That was the thing I spun the most about was making sure my florals were like exactly what I wanted because I had a very specific vision. So, you know, I wanted peonies, I wanted certain shades. And so I worked really closely with the floral team to kind of create that vision. That sounds great. You mentioned that you were able to see fireworks from the summer house. Where was the best vantage point for those? If you were facing the Seven Seas Lagoon from the Summer House patio, over to the left side, you can see them. We had we could see the Magic Kingdom fireworks. And I knew that because I had scoped out the beach months before and just kind of like peeked over to see if you could see them. And so where our dance floor was, 
they were going off. We got lucky because usually fireworks can be around nine o'clock ish, but I think they were at like eight that night or eight fifteen. I don't remember, but yeah, we could see them from our dance floor. So got some cool shots with those as well. That's wonderful. So then what aspects were less important where maybe you saved your money or just your effort? The dance floor was one of them. I thought I really wanted it until I saw the price tag of what it would cost. So we skipped on the dance floor and I'm really glad we did because we definitely didn't need it. Cocktail hour food. I was having a really hard time picking. Um, we ended up going with, I believe it was called just like a charcuterie type of table. They had breads, meats, cheeses to pick on. And I was worried it just wasn't enough, but we had, since we were outside, we had a buffet. So there was so much food. All our groomsmen came up to me and were like, buffet weddings are the best thing ever because they just kept going up and going up. (laughs) This is how all weddings should be. So I was really happy that they were happy with that. So we saved on cocktail hour food. And then I was very picky when I was planning and I thought I absolutely needed to have gold silverware. But when you get the cost of what it is (laughs) per piece and how much silverware they put on the tables and I just was like, forget it. And I'm so glad I did because the silverware isn't really in any of my photos. And I don't even remember what my fork looked like. And I'm like, very happy I didn't waste the money on the silverware. (laughs) So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So hard for me to pick. I did really, really love to see how excited my guests got about Mickey and Minnie. I knew I wanted them. My fiance was being supportive. And I was worried people might think it was juvenile or whatever, but no, like we had my college friends just jumping up and down. Like my sister-in-law, I love her. She was hilarious. She was taking a million selfies with them. And, you know, they came in, they helped us cut our cake. They took photos with us. They danced with our wedding party. And then they propped up down by the beach to take photos. And I was like, um, you know, I don't know how many people are going to get in line. Every single guest was in line. And like some people got back in line. So that just made me feel like, okay, good. I I made the right decision. But gosh, everything. I mean, they, it was just more than I could have ever imagined that it was beautiful. And I would say the other one would be my dad and I walked down to party your world played by the organist, Adam. He was amazing. And my dad and I were crying. And that's just Little Mermaid's kind of our movie together. We've always had a bond over it. So it was just magical is, I guess, the best way to describe it. It was the best day ever. (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? One thing that I wish I thought about that I guess in a way went wrong. I don't know if you could really call it wrong. When I filled out who would sit at which table, I hand selected who would have certain centerpieces. So we did one that was a little bit more extravagant. And I put that at like our family members, my dad's table, mom's table, mother-in-law, et cetera. But I kind of filled it out, you know, mom at this table, one dad at table two, mother-in-law at table three. And When I got to the reception, I realized all the big arrangements were on one side and all the smaller were on the other. And I didn't, it didn't dawn on me that they wouldn't like rotate it a little to make it flow. And nobody probably noticed but myself. So that was like the only thing I was like, oh, hmm, I probably should have like separated the numbers. I didn't realize how they would be placed. 
That's interesting. I probably would have noticed too, but I know what you mean. I'm sure guests did not. (laughs) Yeah. And then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Yeah. So I spoke with a lot of Disney brides, which was helpful, but I will say, I think I allowed too many opinions into my mind Mm. about florals and, you know, getting them perfect. And, you know, I heard there had been some times where a bride had one vision and it was maybe the opposite of what they envisioned. So I was really worried about it, but what I did, and I'm so glad because it ended up working out perfectly was as I used an outside florist for my bouquet, I had them make a mock-up for me about a month before. So I picked it up, took photos, and it was all the same florals I wanted used in my centerpieces. So I emailed Disney florals, photos, and the names of the flowers and the shades. And I had them actually make me a mock-up of my larger centerpiece. So I picked up a mock-up about two weeks before our wedding of our centerpiece. They let me do it, which was so cool because you don't see it otherwise. So I had to pay for what it would cost to have that centerpiece, but it was so worth it to me. And they were the prettiest flowers I think I've ever seen in my life. They, they absolutely nailed it. So just paying for those mock-ups for both the different florals was so worth it. And I'm, I can't believe I stressed so much about it because they really are so talented. That's a great idea. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Yes. The one thing that comes to mind is initially we had a bar package, just beer and wine. Then my dad called a couple days before the wedding and he he graciously offered to cover the bar if we wanted to upgrade it to include hard liquor. And when I relayed that to my planner, I, I think what I meant to ask for was a package, but we ended up doing bill on consumption and the bar bill was like, one of the highest bills of our entire wedding. And I considered bill and consumption originally because I don't really drink. A lot of my family doesn't drink, but it it didn't really matter because the drink sizes are so, so small Mm -hmm. and the water bottles are tiny. And I, you know, it, it was such an astronomically high bill. We were so floored by it. So I would never recommend bill and consumption. I really wish I did not do that. Well, also, if you had known it was going to be bill on consumption, you could have told them not to have water bottles, which would have saved you a ton of money. So that's too bad that there was a misunderstanding there. It was a huge misunderstanding um, because I did know about that water bottle thing. And I had mentioned it when we had the package. And I was confused because the planner said, oh, well, it doesn't matter. You have a package. So when we switched, I thought that the water bottles wouldn't be there. And then we got hit with like $4,000 in water bottle charges. (gasps) So it was really upsetting. And I was, yeah, I, it was the biggest mistake we made, we made for that wedding. So yeah. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yeah. Um, of course I know this is easier said when you're out of the wedding planning process, but I think I was the biggest worrier any bride has like ever been. And just just from hearing, you know, different reviews and everyone's got an opinion. And I really thought our day was just going to be a big ball of a mess. And honestly, they somehow just at the last stroke of the clock at midnight, like just it was like a fairy tale. It was perfect. I wasn't stressed. I enjoyed the whole day. The planners were timely. They were sweet. They were kind. They were very personable. 
everything flowed so well. It, it just works. And it, you just forget all the stress. But I guess just my tip is to just let it ride. They know what they're doing. It's Disney. They earn the reputation for a reason. And I guess, yeah, that would be my tip is just to ride it out. It's all going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice. Well, Maddie, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. This is fun. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>